0: it's Kate. And welcome to the Small Business Millionaire Podcast, where we teach you the secret small business strategies that today's most successful entrepreneurs use to build profitable and growing businesses. And then the magic formula for creating personal wealth beyond your wildest dreams. So get ready to take your business to the next level with your host, who built and sold his 50-employee business and number one selling book author, investor, and entrepreneur, Jeff Weiner.
1: For points of clarification, and before I dive into this podcast, I want to clarify two terms. A pentamillionaire is someone with $5 million of net worth, and a decamillionaire is someone whose net worth is $10 million. To many people, either may seem completely unreachable. I'm going to explain my theory on how to make it into the top 1% of wealth, how to become a pentamillionaire first, then a decamillionaire, and why it's so difficult to get there. But before I do, there's an important concept that describes the super wealthy millionaire mind that I want to dive into first. I write about how to create wealth in real estate. I write articles like focusing on the cap rate, net operating income, how to find a property in the right geographic area, how to value property and so on. I write tactical step-by-step articles. It's my area of expertise. I know what action to take and how to achieve the outcome. Here's what I find interesting though. Of the many dozens of individuals I've spoken with over the years about real estate investing, very few, maybe three, have ever gone ahead and purchased a building. I'll have a two-hour conversation with someone about the steps they need to take in order to get into real estate. I suggest they do X and then Y. And at first, they're all excited. Fast forward two or even more years later, and the majority of people haven't made a purchase. And when I ask them why, the answers I hear include, life got in the way, or I got busy. So what really happened? I had breakfast with a good friend of mine a number of months ago. Her name is Kim, and she owns a company called Frame of Mind Coaching. And this is when I recognized the problem. Our conversation started on a rather interesting note, talking about raising children and being an amazing parent. And during the conversation, I mentioned that a friend of mine was struggling with some parenting issues, and I was curious about her perspective. After I finished explaining the problem, she immediately pulled out a pen, she grabbed her napkin, and she began drawing a diagram. And on the diagram, she had three boxes going from left to right And the boxes on the left had the words thoughts and beliefs. The middle box had the word action, and the one on the right had the word outcome. Kim said that most parents, and people in general, focus entirely on the action and the outcome, but so few people understand their thoughts and beliefs. She said that people need to understand their thoughts and beliefs first. Only then will they confidently move into the action mode and achieve the outcome. Most people like the thought of buying real estate, for example. They understand instinctively that this is something they want to do. They want to create wealth, and they understand that being a landlord is something that will help them get there. So why aren't people buying investment real estate? Or along the same lines, why aren't they quitting their jobs to start that business they've been wanting to start for years? If you like your job, then great, stay exactly where you are. But according to a recent poll I found online, Something like 85% of people hate their jobs. Most people want to take action, quit their job, start a business, maybe buy a building. They want the outcome of success, but most people are afraid to take the risk. They're afraid of failure. People ask themselves, what happens if I start the company I've been wanting to start and run out of money, or start the company and I can't sell any product, or if I quit my job to start a company and things take longer than expected, or I buy the real estate, I lose my job, and I can't afford the mortgage. The fear of failure is holding most people back. So let me ask you a question. What if you fail? For most people, the psychological emotion of fear of failure exceeds their motivation to succeed. So what does all of this have to do with how to become a pentamillionaire or a decamillionaire, how to build wealth, and how to make it into the top 1%? First, I'm going to define what's considered rich. And for the purposes of this discussion, I'm going to say $10 million net worth is the magic number. But to make it into the top 1% of wealth in America, the actual number is $10.3 million. And again, that's otherwise known as a decamillionaire. So if your net worth is between $1 to $5 million in America, that will put you into the top 1.8% of the population. And those with a net worth between 5 to $30 million in America, otherwise known as very high net worth individuals, are in the top 0.2% of the population. And if you have $30 million net worth or greater, otherwise known as ultra-high net worth in the U.S., you are in the top 0.02% of the population. And to achieve that kind of wealth, to become a decamillionaire, requires that you take some potentially significant risks. Sure, you can get a job, climb the corporate ladder, and become a high-earning executive, making a million dollars in salary. Put away $400,000 a year for 10 years, let's say. Invest in the stock market. Compound your investments for a few years. And you can achieve $10 million in net worth. For most people, finding a job paying a million dollars a year just isn't that attainable. And I'm not suggesting that there's anything wrong with amassing a net worth of $3 million or $5 million. That's a very high number and can be done with earning a decent salary, being disciplined with your savings, and earning a good return on your portfolio. But the point of this podcast isn't to explain how to become a millionaire. The point of this podcast is to explain how to become a decamillionaire and how to make it into the top 1% or top 0.02% with upwards of $30 million or more. So what's different between amassing $5 million versus $10 million or $20 million? The higher up the wealth stack you climb, the more you need to earn and the better you need to save. And that brings me back to the point I was making earlier. You see, many people want to climb the wealth ladder and make it to $10 million of wealth or even more. At least I'm going to presume that to be the case for the people listening to this podcast. Most people are not willing to take the risks required in order to get there. Remember earlier I said the psychological emotion of fear of failure exceeds most people's motivation to succeed, and consequently, most people don't take the necessary risks required in order to become rich. There's another problem, though. Many people do take the risk. They start an amazing company and make millions of dollars in profits. Then they waste the money on fancy boats, cars, and homes and don't know how to save. So let me review the four steps to become a decamillionaire. Number one, you need to get comfortable with taking risk. To build a successful business, or for that matter, create wealth through investment real estate requires that you take some risks and become comfortable with making some mistakes. It requires that you keep making strategic risk-oriented decisions, recognizing that you will fail from time to time, but you will succeed more often than you fail. Over time, as you succeed, your bets will become larger, and so will the rewards. And if you keep doing that over and over and over again, and you are disciplined with your saving and investing, you will become rich. Most people want the outcome. They might even understand what actions they need to take in order to achieve the outcome. Most people, however, won't take the risks required in order to achieve the outcome. And for that reason, the majority of the population, 99% to be exact, won't achieve the level of wealth that will put them into the top 1%. For those who are willing to take the risks, many have a spending problem. And they spend more than they make. And if you keep doing that year after year, you also won't create wealth. Number two, this one has to do more with thoughts and beliefs. And there's a reason I spent the beginning part of this podcast talking about thoughts and beliefs. You might say, I want to become a super wealthy millionaire. But until you understand your propensity and appetite for risk, one of the necessary ingredients for the rich reward, you won't get to the top 1%. And until you address your fear of failure or whatever else is holding you back, you won't move to the action stage. Now, the action stage requires you to take risk. The action stage requires that you take repeated strategic calculated risk in business. I'm not trying to trivialize all of the elements required to create super wealth. In his book, The Millionaire Mind, Thomas Stanley cites a number of variables as part of what he calls the success factor. And that includes things like being well-disciplined, having a supportive spouse, working harder than most people, having strong leadership qualities, and many more. And yes, all of those are important. But sitting at the top is the presumption that you earn bigger dollars. And in order to even earn bigger dollars, you need to understand your thoughts and what's holding you back from taking some of the risks you know you might want to take, but that you aren't taking. In other words... That investment triplex you would like to purchase or that business you would like to start. What's holding you back from moving forward? Number three, you need to save much more than you spent. And I touched on this very briefly just a minute ago. The top 1% millionaire mind requires that you understand not only how to earn bigger, but how to save bigger as well. I've written extensively on my blog, The Kick-Ass Entrepreneur, about living below your means. It's difficult to save if you're spending more than you're making. So if you can grow a business, for example, to produce $500,000 a year in profits and you can save a quarter of a million dollars of that every year, not including taxes, of course, then you're well on your way towards becoming a deca-millionaire. If, on the other hand, your business produces a profit of a half a million dollars a year and you borrow and then spend $750,000 a year, you're not going to create wealth. Number four, you need excellent compounded rates of return. And I stress the word excellent, so let me explain that. In the example I just described, if the business owner can manage to save a quarter of a million dollars a year in profits and earn an 8% rate of return, in 10 years, they'll have $4.7 million. I know this might sound like a stretch, but increasing the rate of return by only 2% a year from 8% to 10% compounded for 10 years will yield $5.4 million. And I'm going somewhere with this, so hang tight. Now let's take the rate of return up to 15%. In 10 years, that will be $7.2 million. A 15% rate of return sounds too good to be true, especially considering the rates of return from the stock market are only in the 8 to 10% range. But I'm not suggesting that you invest in the stock market or for that matter, index funds or ETF funds. Again, I've written on my blog about how to achieve a greater than 10% return year over year. And I even wrote a real estate post that discussed how to buy an apartment building and make a whopping 110% return in three years. Achieving these types of returns isn't easy, of course. Otherwise, everyone would take these risks. But that brings me back to the main point of this podcast, which is, in order to become a decamillionaire, to make it into the top 1% of wealth, you need to take strategic risks and must be willing to make mistakes. The more risks you take, the more mistakes you make, but the more wins you have. And as long as you can bat a 70%, then you should keep swinging. And I now come full circle. At the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned that you need to become comfortable with understanding your thoughts and beliefs, because that's what's holding most people back. People understand that in order to become rich, they need to open a business or buy real estate or take a risk of some sort. They instinctively understand the actions that need to happen. They understand the hopeful outcome. What's holding them back is their thoughts and beliefs. So let me just recount the eight steps to become a decamillionaire. Number one, take calculated and strategic risks in business. Number two, maximize profits in your company. Three, invest your business's profits to maximize returns. Number four, sell your company, if you will, for a large infusion of cash. Number five, establish many sources of passive income. Six, diversify your assets through multiple asset classes. Number seven, invest in investment and income-producing commercial real estate. And number eight, start buying lotto tickets or become the beneficiary of a large estate from your great aunt. And that one was a joke, of course. If you dream big, you can achieve wondrous things. As Eleanor Roosevelt said, the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. Good luck with your wealth-creating journey.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Small Business Millionaire Podcast. You can download a free copy of Jeff's number one selling book, which sold over 50,000 copies, by visiting the kickassentrepreneur.com website. Now be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and please take a moment to write a review for our podcast in the App Store.